2: And welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. Everybody hearing everybody? This is a recorded show. We're broadcasting on Easter Sunday. The nursery is closed today. Uh, but uh, we want to wish you and your family a very happy uh, Easter. And uh, just sit back and enjoy the show. We've got lots of great information. We're going to talk a little bit about onions. Oh, uh, <laughs> well, do we have to? <laughs> it's Easter onions. The, oh, uh, Easter onions. <laughs> you know, the time where you go out and you, you decorate the onions and... Uh, and throw
3: them around the... Uh, count, uh, count your leaves and get ready for a big onion. Yeah, exactly.
2: All right, so don't call the number 308 well,
3: for a while we were talking
4: about six to eight leaves. Now we're talking about 18 leaves.
3: 13.
2: 13? <laughs> Unlucky 13 leaves? <laughs> 13 leaves is lucky, huh? Yeah. That's, that's very interesting. So, all right, well, we don't have to talk about onions. We can talk about whatever. It's uh, springtime in San Antonio. We're recording this early. Uh, On Tuesday, we're getting some rain. Got a lot of rain for a while. I don't know how much we
4: got. Half inch in my place. Oh, is that right? Yeah. It was uh, hard, but it
3: was short. We had some this afternoon, too. Yeah. Well, that's just that. Oh, that's um, just a happen yeah. Oh, <laughs> and uh, on the,
4: this particular day that we're recording <laughs> this show, my
2: saw's rain barrel is all full.
4: There you wow. go. What are you yeah. using it for?
2: Um, just, Wash your hair, or what? yes, exactly. That's why that's so luxurious. Can't you tell? <laughs> no, uh, we uh, Laura waters the stuff, and then we uh, it's in the back, and then we need to uh, run the hose. We need to elevate it. Uh, that was Jerry's advice, and it was good, and we didn't do it, and now we've got to wait till it's empty to elevate it because you can't.
4: It's hard to lift up when it's full, isn't yes,
2: it? Yes, it is hard to lift up when it's full, <laughs> and it's hard. To, it doesn't drain as well <laughs> when the hose is on the same level. I guess it doesn't matter. Does 560
4: pounds. Does the
2: pressure of the water push it down no. once you open it, or is it just the fact that oh? Uh,
3: no, it gravity has to be elevated. Gravity. Yeah. Okay.
4: We'll have to elevate it. It doesn't go uphill usually.
2: No, no, no. That's a problem. Well, it goes level. It's not that it's uphill. It's that it's level, and that's not enough. So if we elevate it, then if we run it to the front of the house, it'll come out the hose, even though mm-hmm. it's in the back. We have a hose long enough. It's just...
4: Now, I guess you realize if you put it on your roof, it'd be a problem.
3: Well,
2: yeah. <laughs> I don't know that I want the weight on the see, roof. See,
3: Milton, uh, he's an Aggie. You uh, <laughs> thank you, Calvin.
2: No, we won't do it on the roof. Um, I wonder how we need to do some uh, rain barrel reports. Maybe uh
4: yeah, there's six thousand of them at least around the somebody city. somebody ought
2: to be able to call. Well, I bet everybody's full after last week, I bet they are too, and it doesn't take much to make an impact.
4: That's the amazing thing, oh, yeah, I mean, yet uh fifty gallons is easy to fill <coughs> up,
2: so, what should we so, talk about?
4: Uh, Easter? uh,
3: have you dipped your dog in the uh, in uh we, have farrel, not, yet? we haven't dipped the dog yet that's that's a good uh, that'd be a good dog dipper. Wow, that's tough though. That's it's a tough. Long yeah, call. It's, we need a we need a bigger bin <laughs> so you
4: could get her get him out
3: again. Yeah, you you remember t- I said never have a dog any larger than you can get in a can- garbage can. <sighs> Happy Easter, <laughs> Jerry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so <laughs> you can dip the dog. When um, it gets laid. Right. Well,
4: I remember when we used to dip dogs. At, sure. Uh, well, that that wasn't too far ago. Uh, East Texas, they used to. Yeah. Dip. About, you know, to get all the neighbors together. and uh,
3: Absolutely. Yeah, and they just... force some marathon, and a... Uh, yeah, and they'd
4: call they'd around call and say, hey, we're going to uh, dip our dogs, bring yours over if you want. Yeah, and yeah.
3: And well, so that's it was good. quite I a I never heard of and, that.
4: Like a picnic, you know.
3: <laughs> <laughs> really? The dogs didn't go it. Uh, no, no, they,
4: they 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 liked the action for a while, but... They Did were, you
3: use Malathines? Do you remember you what know, you did? I don't them even. In?
4: I don't remember if it was. We I used suspect Mal- it was. We but used
3: I uh, yeah,
4: I don't. I don't remember what. It and
3: was. it was a garbage can, wasn't it? Uh, no, actually, it was a. Uh, yeah, it was metal. It was,
4: uh, it was metal. Uh, Fifty-five. Troughs. That's
3: what I've seen. Oh,
4: yeah. Yeah. A trough. Yeah, a little. They were more shallow and they had a little more space. Yeah,
2: you. Some you'd put of these <laughs> dogs
3: are big, man.
2: Oh yeah, yeah. You put the dog in there and then you splash the water over the dog and
3: no you no, push you him don't. under if you got you don't five push him under oh yeah one quick oh really well that's what they do even it's the baptism It's <laughs> <is> baptizing the dog <laughs> that's, that's right. what
4: they do even to cattle they'd go they'd go yeah. dipping through it the, doesn't hurt, they hurt their quick, eyes
5: quick, they, they close quick their quick cap, eyes right yeah quick push
2: yeah. down yeah, yeah. Huh. i thought i remember no i don't malathon
3: Okay, it's they may just, have the red eye for a little it's while. It's just like us,
4: right. riding our bikes behind the mosquito sprayer, in, right, in Minnesota. Hmm. And I wasn't the uh, I told, what uh, told yeah. that story at a at that Comal presentation, and uh, I mean there were a lot of people that had the same experience. <laughs> 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 they all started giggling and said. Yeah, we didn't turn out bad either, you know, except some of them were bald. <laughs> and, <laughs>
2: and glowed. And, but they didn't have trouble with mosquitoes or ticks, or no, that. No, that's not. Still, they were systemic now. No. All right. So what but, else?
4: Uh, things are growing uh, well. Yeah. Uh, relatively cool at night and warm during the day. Uh, what, mid, mid-80s or just below mid-80s? Uh, so things are coming up. Tomatoes. Set in a lot of fruit, and Here, Milton's
2: that 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 tomato. You know what? I, I have, have a picture of a big it too. Fruit yet, or is What's it, that? Is it
4: set set fruit yet?
2: It's the it's the little cherry. It's little the cherry, cherry surprise. Okay. Yeah, and it is now my height, and oh really? And it's about two to two and a half feet from the top of the. Uh, from where the you know where the roof come down it's from the gutters, uh-huh. it's right underneath the thing. Gracious! I know it's huge. I'll show you pictures. Hold on. I, knew, I, knew, I, I think he must have used copious yeah.
3: use it. copious amounts of osmocode. Yeah, I definitely used copious amounts of osmocode. That's what's I, doing
4: my, it. My uh, BHN nine sixty eights never get that large.
3: Really? Yeah. They're I know that's it. what it is. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it is. But uh, is it setting fruit all up and down the? Mm-hmm. Flat. Mm-hmm. Okay, so okay. it's yeah. I so I'll, I'll pass it around. And see, this
2: little container frightens
3: see, me. See, that's what it would tell people.
4: Gosh, you, yeah, it's in a little. F- looks like a little flower pot, Milton. No, it's bigger
3: than that, but it's not <laughs> much. It's too small. <laughs> the, in the in the in the old days, the we wind used to blow that right <laughs> over. In the old days, we used to say that uh, that. Uh, you you don't fertilize the tomatoes until after they start setting fruit that's true, yeah, that was remember I we remember used that. to write that, <laughs> but uh I believe with these new hybrids uh determinate types of hybrids, and you know we' were really, they set fruit we were really uh pour the fertilizer to them.
4: We we're really careful about that with peaches too,
3: right, right, right,
4: I mean we had these two windows in you in the Fall. If you didn't get 18 inches of growth, well, generally you fertilize in the fall anyway. But if you didn't get 18 inches of growth during the year, for sure you did it. And then if you didn't get the 18 inches, you'd fertilized again in the spring early, but before the fruit. Uh, now I'm wondering if, you know, as I see how citrus mm. reacts, and I'm wondering if. Uh, really makes that much big
3: uh, difference. Um, I bet it doesn't. Yeah.
4: Hey, good news, though, on the peach front, My uh, all my peaches are finally showing some Leafs, leaves, leaves. And uh, the June gold has got some blooms on it now.
3: Oh, does it really? Yeah, it's a little late. It's sparse, it. right?
4: Sparse, yeah. And the tips of the branches are, get, are getting some uh, leaves on the June gold, Rio Grande, and um, Textar.
3: Yeah, but they always, what he's talking about is that those peach trees, if your peach tree hadn't leafed out like it should, uh, it didn't It didn't get enough chill, chill requirement. I was, last week we were talking to somebody and they said, everybody said, well, you know, it froze all my stuff. Surely we got enough chill. But chill is a... Duration type of thing. Yeah. In other words, it has to be and roughly, te- temperatures and hours below 45 degrees, yeah,
4: roughly 32 to 45. Every right. little variation in there, but uh, uh, and so this was. I think this was probably one of the strangest years I've seen, and well, I've
3: especially seen. it's. I've I never have seen June go miss a crop.
4: Not me either. And, uh,
3: because it's, it's considered a low period. Yeah, the
4: Florida King came on just as expected. Yeah. Did, bloomed really well as good fruit. And nothing else. Uh, came <laughs> another another thing, it looks to me like uh, one of my limes is setting up, finally setting up.
3: From the bottom? From the roots. Oh, good.
4: And then I uh, made me want to go. I went and checked my container i'd cut them all the tops off and i kind of dug down there and the roots looked like they were alive to me they were still green you know the major roots were still had some green in it so i don't know if the the other one will set up some or not but uh i was kind of i'm still uh, you know it's kind of a scrawny little leaf (laughs) and so you you never know if it's going to make it or not but yeah uh, but at least that's good news that there's we're seeing some leaves.
3: Sprouting from the bottom of some of the trees that uh, we cut off like uh uh I'm I'm interested to see how Proud of Barbados did. Yeah, uh, I
4: haven't seen
3: Did you, should, did, did you have, have Proud of Barbados? I
4: do, but mine is started out in full sun years ago, but now it's kind of in the shade hidden away, so I really haven't checked on it much. Um, another thing, though, that has happened, you know, I mentioned all the other varieties of citrus, the grapefruit and the lemons, um, they got defoliated and uh, some branch kill, And uh, a lot of the branches looked like they were going to leaf and they had a few leaves and they're, things are kind of settling in now. Mm-hmm. Not, there's more dead branches than I
3: well, than you my really lemon and my, lemon and um, my
4: grapefruit. So I think I think that is uh, what a lot of people see out there, and that's one of the reasons back when you and I were talking about that, we said, you know, you got don't, to don't wait. move too fast. You got the wait. Give it some time because...
3: Uh, and people don't like to wait.
4: Yeah. Some of the branches that look like they live aren't going to live, and then like my lime, uh, potentially that is going to come back, which I didn't think it would. So... They're they're slow. And uh, I don't expect we'll get a tree that is in that kind of a shape, probably won't have any production this year, but uh, let it leaf out, keep it fertilized, and uh, next year it'll come back into production. Mm -hmm. That's been our experience in past freezes. Now, your
3: lemon came back and it bloomed already yeah
4: one uh, one of them really came back no branch kill and it bloomed the other one about you know the whole top half died back and it had a few blooms on there i I haven't looked real close to see that the fruit has set
3: I've, i've really come to like that that lemon uh because I didn't realize it was that much more cold-hardy than uh, lime is. But that, I guess that lime is it, uh, it's the most cold-sensitive uh, yeah. plant that we have.
4: Well, this was an, it really interesting in terms of that uh, determination. Of course, there's a lot of variation in local uh, environments, but uh, to see that, you know, just like uh, we were talking about arctic frost. and yeah. And the others that you, you know, you could kind of see the dividing line, and uh, the things that got defoliated without leaf, without branch kill, and then those like some branch kill, yeah. considerably. So, yeah, it's pretty.
3: I was concerned by that call we got from that fellow that had had uh, his his orange frost and his uh, arctic frost both defoliated. Uh, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. Do you remember if he said defoliated or killed them? He said, I'm trying to remember. He said now.
4: killed them first because he hadn't seen any leaf yet. Yeah, yeah. So it, it was kind of in the same state that I, I imagined it was as, as my limes. Yeah, if you're not seeing any kind of uh, growth yet. But uh, yeah, my arctic. Frost and uh, what's the other one? orange frost um, showed some some stem damage but mostly it was just defoliation,
3: yeah yeah, but anyway that's uh it was a crazy winter, yeah we had that extremely hard, hard freeze,
2: and is spring normally this wet I mean it's been raining almost with last weekend, and now a Tuesday of
4: well i think I think this is more of a normal we, we had a period there what five to six years though where it was <laughs> we had some really dry springs, which is oh reason.
3: okay, we called it a drought, yeah, oh I remember that
4: it's scary <laughs> scary when you go into the April and the aquifer doesn't have any water in it, you know, and it's or it's down there in the in the lower.
2: What's it at now? I think I saw that it was S- it's above still above
4: 680, 680. yeah. It's yeah. barely, but
2: Well, barely, yeah.
4: Well, but we're getting into the next couple of months we generally get some pretty good rain.
2: Oh, and when do they do the corn thing? The what thing? Do they still do that? Is that still an issue of July fourth? The irrigation it's and the less
4: of an issue. Oh, okay. Well it's because they're growing they're growing other things and then there's a lot of folks are well, maybe they're not double cropping anymore because of the corn prices and isn't as high as it used to be
3: yeah they, they just grow one crop of corn a lot of a lot of a lot of growers just grow one crop of corn, but because of the wet wet weather that we've had for the last couple of uh years, they've made astronomical corn yields yields mm. And, of course, what does that mean, Kevin, when you have a lot of yield, a heavy yield of a, of a product?
4: It means the price goes The
3: price well. is down. <laughs> hey, you're not going to win on this. So team. the more success you have, the... <laughs> yeah.
4: Well, that's a little bit like uh, a <laughs> water purveyor promoting water conservation, you know. <laughs> they... Their success, their revenue success is determined by the water they sell. And then they're trying to talk people into using less, less water. water. And they do it successfully.
2: Yeah. Hey, we're going to take a break. Again, you're listening to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. We're recording this, uh, today's show. are recording it earlier in the week. Nursery is closed today. It's Easter. If they're having their... Their employees celebrate Easter with their family, and we hope you're having a wonderful Easter holiday, too. We'll be back in a moment. Milton Glick, along with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons, and this is Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer.
0: 930 AM, The Answer.
2: Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bolvary Road. First off, before I do anything else on behalf of the nursery, I want to wish you and your family a wonderful Easter holiday. Millburgers will be closed on Easter so that their employees can celebrate with their families on Easter. So, Easter Sunday, don't come to Millburgers. But when you come to Millburgers any other day, that's right, you're going to find some sales this week. Like one of my favorites, August Beauty Gardenias are on sale. They're beautiful, compact shrubs with fragrant white flowers. They're hardy and they're on sale for just fourteen eighty-eight in the three-gallon container. Everybody likes Boston Fern hanging baskets, and this the ten-inch hanging basket is on sale for just twelve eighty-eight. This week you'll find tropical hibiscus on sale. That's right, just sixteen eighty-eight in the three-gallon container. It's probably time to fertilize your lawn, and you'll find Milberger's premium lawn and garden fertilizer on sale. The 40 pound bag, just 1988. You'll find these and more at Millberger's Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Bull Forty Road.
6: Every Sunday at 4 p.m., you'll learn how to stay cool in the summer, warm in the winter, and save a furnace full of money when you hear the expert advice on the John Wayne AC radio show. Join host Glenn Slade this Sunday at 4 on 930 a.m. The Answer. And now, a word from Bob Jenkins of Bob Jenkins Pest
1: and Lawn Services. Hi, I'm Bob Jenkins of Bob Jenkins Pest and Lawn Services. And we at Bob Jenkins say safety is our first concern. As stewards of the environment, we believe in protecting the ecosystem by defending and protecting your home from pests and keeping your lawn healthy and weed-free.
6: Wait a minute. I'm Bob Jenkins of Bob Jenkins Pest and Lawn Services, and we take pride in our customer service and have for over 30 years. It's no wonder we at Bob Jenkins have won the Super Service Award 10 years in a row. I'm sorry, but I'm Bob Jenkins of Bob Jenkins Pest and Lawn Services. When you call me, Bob Jenkins, we'll find and fix the problem you're having. rodents, insects, stinging bugs, or if you need help killing weeds and bringing your lawn back to life, Bob Jenkins is the answer. Call Bob Jenkins Pest and Lawn Services today and ask about their 20% off special on lawn fertilization and weed control and $20 off a lawn aeration. 210-979-PEST, JenkinsPest.com. I'm Bob Jenkins, and we are making San Antonio's lawns green again, and I approve this
3: message.
7: My entire career revolves around the intersection of the words time and money. Hi, Robin Hopp is a Big State Financial here To show you how to get more of both, you can add 20% day one to your retirement income value that's guaranteed against market losses. Think about it. A guaranteed 20% boost to your retirement income value could help you retire on your terms. Call me right now, 210-373-6000, and find out more. Time is money. Don't wait. This 20% bonus can change at any time. Call me now for your free retirement readiness review at 210-373-6000. Call and learn if you qualify for that 20% bonus. Time and money, an hour of your time could be worth a twenty percent boost to your retirement income day one. Big State Financial two one zero three seven three six thousand or visit us at bigstatefinancial.com.
2: And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on nine thirty AM. The answer Milton Wick along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch, our Easter show, where we're recording this today. So uh we've got a bunch of different topics to talk about. And uh just sit back, relax, and enjoy your Easter with us.
3: The nursery is closed today, so don't come out. But um yep. You know Friday was a good Friday. Yes it was. And uh back back in Tennessee. Uh, in East Texas, uh, the old-timers used to always plant on Good Friday. Oh. That was, uh, plant their whole gardens Why? and everything else on Good Friday. That,
2: well, you were talking about that last week, too, and the thing yeah. that was interesting about that was it's not a set, Date if it was a set date, know. all the other planting dates that you bring up are kind of set, like Valentine's Day, or you prune on Columbus Day, or something like no. that. But this one is a moving target. It's uh,
3: I guess I guess it has something to do with uh, the resurrection and uh, and wow, uh, fly, it's uh, religious. Yeah, it's religious. Oh my goodness. Okay, uh, <clears throat> uh, the the uh, the signs the signs are right. I guess you know we need to do a show on the on the
2: old timers. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> we need to do all the old traditions and uh, what they were and what people did and yeah. things that still hold today. Yeah, like the senisa, and the <laughs> and things that 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 we've proven since. Like you know, I don't know, I don't know what an example would be. Well, you will have to do that. Maybe gardening by
3: the moon. What about gardening, growing by the moon? There are people that swear moon. by that. I think. Oh they,
2: yeah. I think they still do, don't they? And if you if you poo poo it, they swear at you. <laughs> <laughs> and why why the moon?
4: The different phases of the moon, but what is the impact supposed to have on what you've done? Well, the moon moon has impact on natural phenomenon like tides and things. So it seems, if you early in the uh, you know years ago, if you couldn't explain what the moon was doing, but you knew it had some impact, it was uh, anything that could happen that was unexplainable. You might. You might assign it to the moon, or you might assign it to
3: the. And they came up with different. Well, you know, I have that moon planting guy yeah, that plant answers. It's very popular. Oh yeah, still is. Yeah, and I don't. I've mentioned it in years, <laughs> but A and M boys, I never forget when I wrote that up, uh, put that on there, and uh, they were saying, "Well, you know, that's 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 not scientific." Here we are at A and M. Got a moon planting guy on there. I said, "Well, we give the people what they want." And when they saw how popular it was, mm-hmm. uh, that people still, some some of the old timers still use that thing. So, there's a, there's there areas of the country that people get their uh, you know people get their teeth pulled by the moon by moon signs of the moon. Oh, that's interesting. Okay, and uh, and <clears throat> the dentist. Block that off in the on their calendars just yeah. just for the, those types of people I think too
4: wow. when you read those uh accounts of early settlers and and people moving west uh, it then didn't seem like they relied on calendars uh yeah' well, so they just true. natural phenomenon and uh, and the moon phases i guess roughly would be related to weather and and springtime the, you know I don't know how closely the, the phases of the moon are the same every year, but you know there could be could be a, a rough relationship there too, especially if you don't have a calendar or an extension yeah. s- s- agent saying uh, it's time to <laughs> it's time to plant now. You know, <laughs> here you got you got you got your grandpa saying we always planted when the moon after, when, after when the, the, the snow is gone and the the first Second full moon phase, after the yeah, last yeah.
2: freeze, or the. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But see, I have to believe that they would have not done it if they hadn't been successful. You could also make the argument that if they weren't successful,
3: they blamed it on something else.
2: Right, right. But um, they must have found some success with it. So well, that, that, oh yeah,
3: that Good Friday thing is big time in Tennessee, East Texas. All right, we need to plant planting on Good Friday. They they plant the entire garden on Good Friday. This is. The garden, flowers, vegetables, yeah, all yeah, that. Yeah, okay, yeah. all
2: right. We need We need a. Uh, we need an expert <laughs> to uh, tell us why. So, uh, if you think of somebody, we'll call them and, and find out. Yeah, we'll have to find it. And uh, so, who's our expert on uh, old timing garden Jerry. traditions? Okay,
3: are you the expert? As close as we Kinda.
2: can. All right. <laughs>
4: now,
3: now that he's retired, I, I was always interested in like like you're saying, trying to explain. Yeah. Explain those things. Now, what what I did with the moon planting guide, like, like I said, it's on dot com, uh, is that uh, that I took the the recommended extension uh, dates for the for the best dates to plant stuff. Mm-hmm. Then I looked. Then uh, Malcolm Beck and Delphine would give me the. Uh, uh, the moon planting guide for that week, I mean for that month, for that year. What is wrong with me? And I would go through and pick the best dates in the month that coincided with the right moon date, moon planting date. Oh, so you were finding where the two came together? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. And I, I guess that's why I was so popular, because uh, uh, I... I I did that, did that like like cabbage. it varies it varies from year to year, but uh, pretty close pretty close to yeah, the same time every year. And you, you know, you have
4: a complex life. Otherwise, uh, it's always kind of nice to have. Here's a basis yeah. to, that I can plant my <laughs> garden on, based on nature. uh huh. But of course, I, you know, there's a bit of a contradiction there because the further you go back into history, like, the settlers are more important things like gardens and mm-hmm. and the the wheat crop and that stuff is if that failed,
3: you had big troubles. Well, back in those back in the old days, they did everything by the means. Huh? They butchered, they hmm. butchered their meat and uh, castrated their their animals. On certain moon moon phases and everything, and that that uh, Ludwin, L- 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 am I saying? I don't know if I'm saying it right, but they put out a, a year every year, they put out a book of moon signs. Hmm. Well, you know Minnesotans.
4: Base they're drinking on the oh, light light moon too. <laughs> every time the sun went down and the moon came up, they drank. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> so there were just a couple of days every single here. day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, of course, it was really confused. Well, well, you can have no
2: moon, can't you? You don't you have?
4: Oh yeah. Oh yeah. yeah so think, yeah, what did it. they do
3: then? Well, if there's it's a dark moon out, somewhere. You just
4: gotta just gotta t- use your initiative. Take your initiative, you know. And you, if
3: you look at that write-up on Planet <laughs> Answers, all right. I, I list the phases of the moon, and what what is be- best at that. In other words, plant potatoes on certain phases of the moon, and uh, so let's you know there's four phases I think, if I remember right, and then there's the you know the Aquarius and. Mm-hmm. Scorpio. As long as he doesn't get
4: into onions, man. we're okay.
3: <laughs> now, is there well, a, they, they had a deal for onions, too. <laughs> <laughs> onions had it on, its own sign. <laughs> well, onions oh. t- were tough. Oh, right? oh, really? They went oh, along yeah. with, each, the, with Each astrological... Each vegetable had its own sign. No, tooth, that is cool. T- tooth pulling had its own sign.
2: But just for the purposes, we'll do another tooth pulling show. Oh, there you go. But did... Okay, so if...
3: Oh, I'll have to go look at it. That's fascinating. Well, cutting your hair. Okay. They, they had Moonside for cutting, cutting your hair. But all that isn't on your website, is and prun- it? Yes, sir. You you have
2: when I should cut my hair? Yeah. All right. So I, can actually- I don't
3: know if I put that on there or not. I, I stuck to the horticulture.
4: Yeah, covers. but yeah. what it says is when it's covers your eyes you uh, can't see it. No. Cut and cut. When you can't
2: see the
3: moon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's and, prun- prune. and pruning. Yeah. Pruning for growth and pruning for uh, healing. Oh, okay. So, there no, no, were certain times of the year when, when you prune your trees, it would stimulate growth at certain phases of the moon.
2: Now, this may sound stupid, but uh, it fits does. right in with what we're talking. Uh, about. Uh, are you, <laughs> I don't know. I'm willing to give the old timers <laughs> some credit. Are you actually doing this by the moon, meaning in the evening? Or no, 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 no. no. Okay, so you're if it's a full moon. Tonight you might plant yes. that day or that next day, right. but that's the day you would plant. Okay, right. I thought you were actually out there at no, night, no, it's under the, the moon, it's by the days, with the werewolves planting your crops. Um, I'll, I'll have to print that out and show you that show uh, you that deal. So we could we could do could you do a scientific experiment? I could drip Steve plant <laughs> half his tomatoes when he wants to. Or when we might recommend in half based on I a moon think sun. They've
4: done that about four hundred thousand times. <laughs> <laughs> what, what happens? Well, no, th- I, that's remember? one of those things where they said it's all anecdotal. Oh, if you if you talk to you know a lot of uh, old timer gardeners, they yeah. just say that it just works perfect for me,
3: uh-huh. so is, or it
4: usually works for me. So I just and, keep and they
3: it. mainly say. My grandpa believed in it. My <laughs> pet yeah. Did, yeah. my and deceased he, grandfather. And he taught me how to garden. Believe that. I loved him. Uh-huh. Yeah. I are loved you, him. And yeah, exactly. Are, are, and then they say, are you saying he was an idiot or what? So no, uh, you know. No. no. Uh, uh, if yeah. what if his grandfather turned out to be a very successful gardener? He was.
2: All right, and if he did this. Don't you follow success? Isn't that what they teach
3: you? Yeah. You follow the practices the re-
2: that successful peach people follow.
3: The reason you can't prove it yeah. is because you say, "Well, I'll I'll plant in the moon, the moon sign, uh, the right moon sign for tomatoes, I say, mm-hmm. and then I plant some that's not on the moon sign, right moon sign, and see which one yields the best, using the same variety and things like that." Well, the problem is that that may maybe, maybe be, have a uh, uh, week, week or ten days difference in in planting time. So the planting times are not the same because the moon side not the same. So a lot can happen in a week. Yeah, you know, you you can have rain one week and no rain the next week. You can have. All sorts of things that uh, it t- turn hotter. Yeah, especially if you're now. in that
4: weather transition zone. Yeah, that, right, right. Yeah, 10 days earlier could mean the plants sit and stare at you. <laughs> uh-huh. Or, or, or <laughs> you just hit the, and perfect. Uh-huh. You hit the perfect. Welcome time. home. <laughs> hey, okay, so, how close are we to a commercial? Uh, we got about uh, three or four minutes. Okay, well, we got a couple of things we need
3: to talk about. All right. Have we still got Tasty Lee's? We do, um, but uh, the the supply is getting shorter and shorter. So I, I I'm hoping everybody's gonna run out and uh, and, yeah, and get I'm, one. And I know it's a little bit late, but uh, they, this just kind of popped up out of nowhere.
4: But the, we were talking about how good the weather's been. Mm-hmm. Those tasty leaves, I swear, are, you know they're relatively small when I put them in, but they're really oh they're taking off. Yeah, they're in they're in good shape. Well, they're well-fertilized, and they're, they've started to grow really, really well, too. So I think we'll get a look. We'll get a chance to taste them. Anyway. Compare them to uh,
3: 1823. Yeah,
4: 1823 and uh, Celebrity and yeah, and see which ones you like best. But this is, uh, Jerry had explained that this is a, uh, a variety that was developed in Florida, uh, and the main point, the reason they say to plant it is that it's a, it's the uh, best-tasting tomato you're going to ever taste. It's a determinate, too, so it fits into the, the, our situation here, the way we like to grow tomatoes.
3: So give it a try.
2: It didn't it have some other benefits? It was firmer. I don't know if that's a benefit to it, it
3: had, to it the had, home gardener. It had more lycopene like or vitamin A I remember you said that. Yeah. It was developed for nutrition.
2: Oh, okay. So taste and nutrition. Taste and and nutrition. but you said it was real firm, is that is there a benefit to the home gardener of firmness? Well, less insect damage. Well, they,
3: they want to make this a commercial tomato. Uh I mean, you know, Florida has a big commer- uh, commercial uh commercial tomato industry. And so uh they wanted this to be firm enough to be left on the vine. That's what it was. Until it, it red right still
4: be able to ship it. And okay. still be able to
3: yeah, without too much loss. But uh I'm convinced that uh this is gonna be a that we're gonna have some people we're gonna have some people call in and say they love it and and want it for every year from now on and then we're gonna have some people call in and say I, I didn't think it was that much better than Celebrity or mm-hmm. something like that.
4: It really bounced well, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. it didn't taste any better.
3: <laughs> it's not a big tomato, but uh, we find that uh, most people don't want a gigantic tomato. You know, They won't want one that can eat with a salad in one meal, so they won't have to store the
2: Oh, that makes sense. Store
3: of the slides. So if
2: you compared it, what would you compare it to? It's not a cherry, but is it Biggest Tycoon? Oh, like c- no. Celebrity. No, it? Smaller than
3: Tycoon? Yeah, Smaller than Tycoon. Is
2: Celebrity Smaller than Tycoon? Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Huh. Yes. Um, oh, yeah. What was, the, what was the huge Phoenix one?
4: Phoenix, too, is, is smaller. Mm-hmm.
2: than. hmm did yeah, did we have some tycoons that were entered in the largest tomato by weight? Yeah. Of the, yeah. Okay, they're so, big. Okay.
4: And Red Deuce is big. Yeah. And red deuce, we like uh-huh. just like Jerry mentioned. It was every, good, it was good because it's a, a, a slicer, you know. If you're a, it was good, use tomatoes for sandwiches. That was, that was you know, a one slice tomato. filled the whole bread.
3: Yeah, yeah. Plus a little bacon and mayonnaise. Oh, uh, uh-huh. man, was yeah. it good? Well, we got good news. Uh, this week we planted uh, 33 varieties of uh, new tomatoes. Are a lot? Well. Uh, going along with the 33 varieties are the old standards, like, uh, the, and I say old, tycoon, uh, red, red deuce, deuce all, all the others. Well, hold that thought for a minute. And we got 33, uh, we got 33 in the field.
2: Cool. Hold the thought. We'll come back to it in just a moment. You're listening to Milberger's Gardening South Texas. This is our Easter edition. The nursery is closed today, and they want to wish you and your family a very safe and happy Easter. Uh, Milton Glick, along with uh, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, back in a moment 9 uh, 9.30 a.m., The Answer.
0: 9.30 a.m., The Answer.
2: Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bulverdy Road. First off, before I do anything else on behalf of the nursery, I want to wish you and your family a wonderful Easter holiday. Millburgers will be closed on Easter so that their employees can celebrate with their families on Easter. So, Easter Sunday, don't come to Millburgers. But when you come to Millburgers any other day, that's right, you're going to find some sales this week. Like one of my favorites. August Beauty Gardenias are on sale. They're beautiful, compact shrubs with fragrant white flowers. They're hearty, and they're on sale for just 14 88 in the three-gallon container. Everybody likes Boston Fern Hanging Baskets, and this it. Is- the 10-inch hanging basket is on sale for just $12.88. This week you'll find Tropical Hibiscus on sale. That's right, just $16.88 in the three-gallon container. It's probably time to fertilize your lawn. And you'll find Milberger's Premium Lawn and Garden Fertilizer on sale. The 40-pound bag, just nineteen You'll find these and more at Milberger's Landscape Nursery 1604 on Bull Verde Road.
1: DeWitt Plant Fabrics are the number one choice of lawn care professionals and consumers. DeWitt's high-performance quality products save time and are environmental safe for responsible homeowners. DeWitt Pro-5 Seed Barrier, the industry's best needle-punched polypropylene fabric designed for the homeowner who demands professional quality products. Pro-5 Weed Barrier conserves soil moisture, increases growth, and prevents unwanted weeds from germinating. Pro-5 is a non-chemical environmentally sound form of weed control, allowing air, water, and nutrients to pass through, which equates to no use of chemicals to eliminate weeds. With this permeable landscape fabric, air passes through, preventing soil suffocation and is sustainable to grow healthy plants the needle punch material allows water and nutrients to slowly seep through while preventing all weeds from growing it is the ideal product for weed control under rocks mulch and soil pro-5 weed barrier is available at millburgers nursery in many different sizes next time you're at millburgers ask for dewitt pro-5 weed
8: barrier Whoa, Bill, why are you wearing an apron? Nick, it's time for Genie Lamp Spring Cleaning. Not today, Bill. We've got bathroom wishes to grant because for a limited time, anyone can purchase a new Genie Bath System walk-in shower and receive a free vanity plus
9: bathroom flooring. That's a $1,500 value. Or free. At Genie Bath Systems, we convert your old embarrassing bathtub into a luxurious walk-in shower. With all the latest colors and patterns. And a Genie Bath walk-in shower costs 30% less than the competition. And installed weeks faster than conventional remodeling.
8: No more hiding your old outdated tub behind a shower curtain. Let your new beautiful walk-in shower with a frameless glass door bring a fresh new look to your bathroom. For a limited time,
9: purchase a new walk-in shower and receive a free vanity plus bathroom flooring.
8: See for yourself. Visit Genie Bath Systems showroom just off of Broadway and Freedom Drive or visit GenieBathSystems.com.
9: Nick, I still need your help cleaning the Genie Lamp. I can't.
8: I wish I could. <laughs> Allergies. Genie
1: Bath Systems 739-1372 That's 739-1372
2: and welcome back to Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. the answer. Uh it's our Easter show, so it's being recorded today. It's recorded on Tuesday of this week and uh yeah, you were worried about the rain. You were talking just before we went to break about the planting. You were worried yeah. about the rain today. Did you beat it? Yeah. Oh, well, that's good. Because
3: uh, you remember those big thunderstorms that were supposed to roll through on uh, Monday. On uh, Monday, uh they they stayed to the north of the city. And we were planting down around Von Army out in the south of the city. It dries a bone. <laughs> we had a few sprinkles on us while we were planting, but that just kinda cooled us off. So uh uh the and the farmer had already made the beds and everything else. And so uh so we've we've <laughs> for the last several years we've had something happen to our tomato crop. So uh we didn't get to really make a good evaluation on the new varieties uh, to to be candidates as a rodeo tomato. and uh, But the, the, the plants look good because it's a long way to <laughs> ripe fruit, especially when the hail's coming through and heavy rains and, and everything else, so we could lose them. No. Yeah, she sounds so, just, so we don't, just we like a farmer or a mm-hmm. peach grower. Oh, yeah. Boy,
4: that crop really looks good. Oh, yeah, but <laughs> that, uh, we're just getting into the hail season. You know?
3: Yeah, I, I would. I always tell the farmers when they go out in the tomato field, they say, these are the best-looking tomatoes we've ever grown. And I say, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Could there be a hail down there tomorrow night? Are, are farmers why superstitious are people? Through <laughs> what are farmers superstitious people? Oh well, they yeah, they've seen it happen so many times. They based it on experience. Yeah, experience. They're not superstitious. They have experience with it. But uh, and
4: weird stuff could happen. I mean, it could be a stink bugs that come flying through, or locusts, or <laughs> oh yeah, all sorts of here.
3: things can happen. But uh, we hope we we've got some new names, uh, new varieties. And so we hope we're going to get some uh get some data out of these and bad pictures. You know, I always take the pictures of the of the fruit so we can show people what the fruit looks like. I guess what I ought to do is just have one picture that that we use for all of them. Like the peach people do, you know, they have one good peach picture and and they show it for every variety. But uh it, who Who can tell you know I mean a peach <laughs> at certain stages looks and you can't tell the size in a picture, so uh unless you got something to compare it to, but you know i was I was thinking today it it dawned on me while we were out there plant- planting and carrying on uh the wonderful horticulture system we have set up here to do like test tomatoes and peaches and things like that but uh people don't realize now I I just casually mentioned that we got 33 varieties new varieties we actually planted 44 but we only planted uh 33 varieties uh 100 100 plants of each variety now to get those 33 varieties uh, we have to have a grower that's willing to t- to first of all collect the seed order the seed and we 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 get some seed in and from our uh, seed companies too but then somebody has to go in there and uh sow the seed of 33 or 44 varieties sow the seed wait till it germinates and then hand pluck those the seedlings out, and put them in peat pots. That's where we grow them in, or some container, and then grow a, a larger transplant uh, that we can plant in the field. Then we have to go out and uh, keep them separate, and and they also have, the the grower also has to keep them labeled, because if you don't have the name on them, yeah. and it turns out to be good, you. You've wasted your time. Well, we
4: just were reminded by uh, we've got good gardeners that call us every day, and we ask them, well, what varieties did they? plant? Yeah, I'm not. I had tycoon, but I'm not <laughs> sure where I planted it. Yeah, it's even hard to take to uh, keep track of it when you're planting six. Oh yeah, tomatoes. Yeah.
3: And we have to have to make sure we have maps of the field, and then you know, and then the farmer ha- the farmer has to has to cooperate and have the soil ready and prepared and then and then take it go water it uh immediately after planting uh soak it in and uh of course they they're professional growers just like the uh commercial uh transplant grower is so it's you know we do this every year and have for 30 40 years and and we uh, sometimes don't think of uh, the logistics of you know our our special this system is here around San Antonio that we can can put these these types of plantings in place and uh we complain about it. we've lost three or four years in a row but going back uh 40 years uh, three or four in a row is many, not not bad.
4: How many of those years were the volunteers important part of that effort?
3: They, not all of them. No, uh, I'd say half, half that at least. Uh, at least. Well, when did the master Gardener? Master gardeners were the first. Nineteen eighty nine. They were the first December. volunteers to help.
4: So that's, say, 1990 through, what is it, 17, that's 27 years.
3: Yeah, before we used farm labor.
4: Oh, yeah, that's right. I remember one time when we <laughs> went out there with our volunteers and there was farm labor. Yeah,
3: there. yeah. Well,
4: and it was kind of a tense little situation there. Well,
3: right? when you're planting 100 plants of 30 varieties, that's 3,000 plants yeah. out there.
4: We love you all. <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> volunteers and and paid labor. <laughs> Just help us. That's good. Hey, you know something else we can uh, we need to talk about? We need uh, we got a report from uh, the Gardening Volunteers of South Texas on their tour. Oh, I yeah, saw that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and, uh, I think they had a pretty good trip. Sounds, of it. So, sounds like they did. It sounds like it was pretty complex. I know that. I mean, you, you yeah, went through confused. the process to, to, to try to. See, and, you, you, know, you know, it was not easy to get the—a uh, lot of those were uh, gated communities, mm-hmm. and you had to get the—go to the right
3: gate. Yeah, and, there's more than one gate to get through on and some that,
4: And that's what—that uh, was one of the complications they reported, too, that, that, that some people got lost and got to the wrong gate. Oh, and they used the uh, uh, GPS and Google <laughs> Maps and things like that, which— which of course were not in tune with the <laughs> with the tour, so so some people didn't. So they're they're going to work on that. But uh, you remember what were they? Uh, I guess uh, uh, at least one of them. There was about six hundred visitors to that mm-hmm. to that one uh, Sue M- Maller. Oh really? Wow. Yeah, okay. Actually, they, but uh, overall, it was uh, I guess it turned out to be a
3: pretty good uh, tour. Yeah, they said find uh, it. they said a lot of people, uh, they, they they couldn't differentiate uh, how that happened, but a lot of, a lot of people just went to see one or two houses. They didn't go see all of them, you know. And well, I think you came up with the idea to, to uh, punch a card or something, and for for those, you know, encourage them to could see all the houses. Yeah. And then punch a card, and then at the end of the tour, uh, give them uh, them a little prize if they've seen all the houses. Somebody else.
4: I was a little worried that that was, where were there, five or six? Uh, That that would be difficult, uh, especially since they were gated communities. They came up with uh, uh, Nancy and uh, uh, Karen, the, Mm the coordinators, came up with this idea too that next year they might look at uh, having uh, vans
5: mm-hmm.
3: for some
4: for for folks that want to that would be a lot easier way to participate I think th- that's, yeah.
3: that's what blew my mind was them some, going to the internet and Yeah,
4: some people will just want to do one or two and they'll kind of, kind of pick and they may depending on what they're do, doing the rest of the day they m- may get to it or not but others that want to See like everything. a social event. Yeah. See them all, then uh, yeah, that would be the best best route to go.
2: Uh, yeah, they slick. could just in the morning you hop on and
4: yeah, Look, well, a little like we um have always done with the rodeo.
2: Right. Oh, that, that's uh, for true. The, the master gardener volunteers. Ooh, yeah. that's actually a really good idea. Yeah, you where they just c- keep going, and if you if you got done, you just stay on it until it goes
3: back to your uh, to the beginning. Very good. Hmm. But, but anyway, it was good. And we've got some good shows out. What good landscape uh, co- architects that we have that uh, around town, and and a- individual, individuals individuals yeah. do their own landscape yeah. architect. Yeah. So it was uh,
4: an interesting tour for sure. <laughs> we'll probably have talk more about it. Maybe we can get uh, some of the uh docents Milton that were at the sites or or some of the people that took the tour, maybe they'll they'll call in and give us reports and uh, uh we can collect some advice too for the gardening volunteers. Yeah,
2: that'd be great. I wonder mm-hmm. if we can visit if any of the homeowners listen to our show and maybe they would call in and talk a little bit about it, oh, even though they may. it's too late to see it. Yeah. We should have done it ahead of time, but um yeah, we can still do it. And we can do that as a way to publicize it next time, is just try to reach out to some of the homeowners ahead of time. Like you you had that one thing with that yeah. one woman. That
3: made it interesting. All right. All right. What else is going on? People are planting a lot of sod. In fact, I think Millburger sold out of sod last weekend. Of course, they restocked it last week. I guess they did, unless it – I don't know if it rained over there at uh, – <laughs> They said, oh, uh, yeah. you know, they can't cut sod, but the sod's pretty at this time of the year. Uh, but uh, they, they're they selling a lot of sod, and uh, people are buying a lot and patching in their their lawns. I've right seen there. neighbors doing that. Yeah, patching deals. Uh, and I thought we'd a, I would mention, I came across this thing. It's in the our gardening newsletter. Where do you get that? I don't know <laughs> I just found it in my paper did you
2: oh my goodness <laughs> you can get it at milburger nurseursry dot com milburger
3: dot com oh this is this is uh, I'm getting ready to ask something uh this this is a May sixteenth edition so I'm getting ready. Oh, May 2016. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm getting ready to ask. Does does are those things uh, archived in there? I believe so. Yeah. Uh, we've we've talked about this before. I believe I they think, are. I think they are. MilbergerNursery.com. So if you if you want to see this uh, planting planting sod in your yard by uh, uh, Jim McAfee, he used to be the extension uh, turf grass specialist and uh he's he's the guy who wrote the famous grassbur article you know we had had so many people from all over or coming, uh, coming to us and uh, calling in and asking about how to control, I wonder if the, that's if something a
4: turf specialist wants to be known for being an expert on well, he, the uh, famous grass as far for for stuff that' man
3: for stuff that he wrote, I bet there's not another publication that he wrote that's used that much because uh-huh. i I put it on i see uh, I wrote him, and he said, "I forget how it was he." He said, Well, I wrote this for somebody else's newsletter. I said, You're a specialist, and I want that article to put on plantanswers.com so we can refer people to it. And uh, he graciously sent me a copy down. He said, I'll have to check with the county agent. I said, You, <laughs> I said, you wrote the article, you're a specialist, and I expect to have that in my email. And That's worked right. out. He, he got it he Got.
2: and welcome back to Millburger's Gardening, South Texas. It's the Easter Edition show. We're recording this earlier in the week. Hope you're enjoying it with your family. Millburger's is closed today, so you stay home. Don't bother coming to Millburger's today. Come on out tomorrow and visit with them. Um, if you like, but uh, they're closed today so that their employees can celebrate Easter with their family and uh, friends, and they hope you're having a wonderful Easter, too. So, okay, we were talking about turf grass. Did and so
3: you, in talking about your uh, column in yesterday's paper, didn't it add something about that tasty leek tomato? It did, yeah. it was. It's about...
4: Uh, your vegetable garden, kind of an assessment of where we are in the vegetable garden and what can still be planted. And it mentions your onions, and I think it mentions the yeah. tomato varieties. And and if you're going to plant tomatoes, get find the biggest ones you can. Of course, the tasty leaves are not real huge of the plants that are available, but uh, make an exception for them. And then it's uh, eggplant and pepper time. Lots of lots of peppers. Great time for peppers and uh,
3: potatoes. We can start harvesting potatoes pretty soon. Yeah. Uh,
4: if you if, you, Oprah if, soon. if, you, if
3: you, yeah if you want to see a write up on the tasty late tomato, uh, it's on plantanswers.com Com and topics of the month first first uh, write up there, and then it's also got a. About two, about, uh, no, listed as third on the topics of the month, is the rodeo tomato. So it uh, talks about uh, H.M. 18 uh, Anyway, getting back to this sod. Uh, uh, after you plant it quickly, then you keep it wet it's vir- it's virtually impossible to overwater your newly installed grass the first few days uh, now Jim i don't see him i don't see on this thing uh talking about rolling it i i i'm i believe that's one of the i'm with you on major that. major. Problem to get
4: good soil root contact, and a lot of times it won't even doesn't matter if you water it if it's there's no good uh, root to soil
3: contact. Right, and Jim also says uh, says uh, uh, as far as ground preparation, uh, he says in general save your energy for watering. Tilling, adding topsoil, pre-watering, or chemical additions are unnecessary in most cases, and can be harmful in others. Hmm. So uh, you know we we we're all every we're into the compost era, and I, I know we there for a year or so a couple of years back. Where they got into this habit of adding compost and then putting the sod on top of the compost. It's just like a layer. Yeah, like a layer. Oh. And I that 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 uh, messed up a lot of a lot of turf grass plantings. Yeah.
4: Now I I can't I can't help but believe that it really contributes if you put like two inches of compost and till it in and rake it well.
3: Yeah, till it in, yeah
4: now it can it does make the job much harder because you do have to get the get the ground relatively level and you don't want air pockets and everything um but that makes it a lot easier too for the if you roll it mm. uh, for, for that uh contact the roots to the soil yeah. cuz the soil is loose
3: Yeah, Jim says, you don't have to spoon feed it by tilling or adding different types of topsoil. On the contrary, our native soil benefits the grass in that it keeps water near the root system instead of quickly soaking away into the ground. I don't
4: what what's he saying there. Interpret that for me.
3: He he's he's just saying that. Uh, that would, uh, if you, that if, our you put, if you put a loose soil doesn't let the water soak. Yeah, if you put a loose substrate on there, like compost or or whatever, or or till it up to where it's loose. In other words, he'd rather have that grass that sod be put on solid ground. Which is the easiest way to do it, you certainly know. certainly the
4: easiest uh yeah gosh, I think in the long run though no, you if you did the compost and the tilling right, that you would be you'd be saving water and having a nicer lawn, and if you ever and you were faced with a drought over the next few years you'd you'd have a better chance of it surviving attractively. If you did have some material in there, but a lot of you can do a successful lawn certainly without adding or tilling anything up.
3: And uh, he, he goes into his water, and that you know his <coughs> his first one of his first uh, deal uh, keys or uh, points that he made was. It's virtually, he said it's virtually impossible to overwater newly installed grass the first few days. Yeah. That's the key. Then he comes back and says, um uh, watering he said you need to keep it wet. More people overwater their new sod than not apply enough water. That's contradiction? I think so. If you keep keep the new if you keep the new sod soaked for a month, the roots will not grow down into the native soil. Allowing the sod in in the soil to dry a little will help encourage roots to grow down into the native soil. Also, if you keep it wet for a month, I mean sopping wet, you'll rot it. It'll rot. Sod to run. Now, um, I want to encourage you if you if you're thinking about planting sod. Um, of course, for floor is is one of my favorites, the St. Augustine types. And uh, if you if you want to want to be adventurous and try this new FJ. F.J. St. Augustine, Is that right, Milton? F.J. FJ Select? F.J. Select Turf. Uh, it, it, it's a, it's a meal burger exclusive, and it's kind of along the lines of uh, uh, Floratam. I think it's a, a little softer grass than Floratam is maybe. But uh, they have to. You have to order. You you can special order a half a pallet or a full pallet if you want to. But you have to have to order it uh, from uh, from because it's the one of their exclusive. Uh, F F J was Arthur Milberger's daddy, so. Uh, I'm thinking that they're not gonna name something something that's no good after after the daddy. That makes sense. It's dangerous to name Yeah. Name plants or fruit or anything else after you What know? if he's passed away then Yeah, know. he has. Okay. Well he can't come back g- and get you. <laughs> Haunt you maybe. <laughs> But anyway, you don't want a lot a, a, bad, a bad press on something named after your daddy, or especially passed away. Um, also, keep the soil saturated, and uh, uh, also keeping the soil saturated will eliminate available oxygen for roots, which will affect active root growth. So, mm. the
4: interpretation of that, the first few days. You can water.
3: You really need to water. Yeah, but the then,
4: you g- then you go. Then you go to a regular off. schedule, a re more reasonable schedule. So right. that you have a little drying out in between the water. Exactly. And I, I think Jerry, I was trying to remember. I think we recommended. Uh, of course, it depends on the weather a little bit. But you could water. Uh, say that first week, you could water every day. That second week, you could water every 2 or 3 days mm-hmm. and then you just
3: taper off yeah, from there yeah,
4: eventually you'll get to uh,
3: once a week. The nice the nice thing about Floratam and and uh FJ Select is that uh it's a it's a vigorous grass and it likes well that's the problem with St. Augustine it 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 likes water. In other words, it, it, once it gets established, you know we know how it comes alive when we have a rainy spring. You can have what looks like not a not a real good thick lawn, and we get into a rainy spring, and you fertilize it a little bit, and uh, it'll it'll look as good as it did the day you sodded it. Uh, mowing. New sod said you could actually mow the day you they the sod is planted. However, wait until new turf grass has grown to a height that is thirty to forty percent above the desired mowing height. So that that's before you mow your new sod. Why is that? well that that uh, if it's if it's that thirty forty percent above the desired mooring high that means that uh that it's it's well established you okay. know it's actively growing and turf fertilization turf grass is grown on in sod farms. It's generally well fertilized. Newly planted sod usually does not need to be fertilized for at least a month after planting, in other words, until it gets its root system established. You should not apply a herbicide to a new sod until it's well rooted. He mentioned that
4: he didn't recommend the uh, pre-application. I always thought of that as kind of a... A desirable if you got it in there a couple weeks ahead of the lawn, you know, it's like a a winterizer or a, 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 a fertilization <laughs> that uh, so you'd have some nitrogen uh, there because uh, that turf grass, just like is mentioned in that article, it grows fast and can utilize, uh, so it's, it, I don't think it hurts anything.
3: Uh, yeah.
4: and I mean, Ben, I think it, I, I think it benefits uh, the lawns. I've seen some. Of course, he's right though too. You can have a pretty good lawn without doing
3: a lot, right? And my, and most people just, I think, especially in these bare spots, you just just get a rake and rake out the dead debris. Where you where you can see some bare ground. And then just put your sod right on top of the ground there, and it'll take off. That, yeah, that,
4: yeah, that is kind but of different. Wa- the, watering uh, and
3: rolling is important. Yeah, a whole, doing
4: it that way. Yeah, I guess you would treat a whole new lawn different than you would uh, a repairing.
3: Uh, oh yeah, up yeah. yeah area. But you'd still basically follow the same procedures because that is keeping it wet for the first couple of three days. Yeah. Of course, there's a
4: lot of options, too, other than lawn grass. You can, um, we, uh, you can uh, use uh, lots of ground covers and you uh, can have a limited lawn area for w- wherever you need it and then lots of perennials and uh, uh, mulch and uh hardscape and plant answers is loaded with uh articles and options on on what you want a individualistic kind of landscape. Like just like that tour, those tour landscapes, mm-hmm. So all of those were were different and they had
3: uh, some are, of them had small Yeah,
4: that always uh, I think we talked about this before, but always uh, y- is a I get a, I get a strange reaction when these people say, "Well, I'm going moving to the hill country. I just love that hill country landscape." <laughs> and then they get their new house, and the first thing they're doing is trying to put up San Augustine lawn in there. You know, and,
3: and plant pecan, the rocks. plant yeah, pecan yeah, trees.
4: Yeah. <laughs> wait a minute! <clears throat> wait a minute! No, that's you. Know, you I guess you're gonna. You want to keep busy and uh, have a constant battle. Uh, why not just take advantage of that landscape that you love? That uh, all those plants that grow well there to, to begin with and easy to take care of, and uh, it's a nice look. So not not every area is really suited for a a lawn. <laughs> Pick well, you know, make it. Make your landscape what you want, and l- limit the amount of work you're going to put in there and to the to the amount that you want to have. You know, if you like the exercise, if you like the gardening. <laughs> Milton's making faces. What? Uh,
2: <laughs> no, but and and to to what you said before too about uh, lawns in San Antonio and and looking. Uh, if you go to places um, that use landscapers, like, for instance, um, if you go down to King William or Southton and you see these older homes where they've got the big lush trees and they're not too far from the river, so the soil's probably pretty rich, and but the big lush trees mean that they have no Sun, yeah no no grass, or. yeah so they've done they've used mulch or flowers and ground covers, and all that, and you'll see some great examples,
4: oh gosh, I like those uh when they use those ground covers the kind of the uh, zones of you know mm-hmm. curves and, mm-hmm. and step up the ground covers there really there really are some- sp- spectacular landscapes, and people have gotten used to horticultures and others just kind of wandering looking
2: oh you think oh that's funny king williams yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. hey we're going to take a break uh while we do uh, i want to remind you that this is our easter show we're recording it today um a week before the uh by Tuesday is when we're recording it. And don't forget to go to Millburgers to pick up, uh, not today because they're closed, but starting tomorrow, get your Fiesta Medal, your Millburgers Fiesta Medal. You, if you don't have one yet, just $7, and the proceeds benefit the Salvation Army here in San Antonio. So that's at uh, Millburgers to get your... um your Fiesta Medal. We'll take a break and come back in just a moment. You're listening to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas, right here on 930 AM, The Answer.
0: 930 AM, The Answer.
2: Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Bolvary Road. First off, before I do anything else, on behalf of the nursery, I want to wish you and your family a wonderful Easter holiday. Millburgers will be closed on Easter so that their employees can celebrate with their families on Easter. So, Easter Sunday, don't come to Millburgers, but when you come to Millburgers any other day, that's right, you're going to find some sales this week. Like... One of my favorites, August Beauty Gardenias are on sale. They're beautiful, compact shrubs with fragrant white flowers. They're hardy and they're on sale for just fourteen eighty-eight in the three-gallon container. Everybody likes Boston Fern hanging baskets, and this it. Is- the ten-inch hanging basket is on sale for just twelve eighty-eight. This week you'll find tropical hibiscus on sale. That's right, just sixteen eighty-eight in the three-gallon container. It's probably time to fertilize your lawn, and you'll find Milberger's premium lawn and garden fertilizer on sale. The forty-pound bag just nineteen eighty-eight. You'll find these and more at Milberger's Landscape Nursery, sixteen oh four on Bull Verde Road.
6: Carol Zornio, we talk a lot about caregiving on Caregiver SOS on air, but what is it?
7: Caregiving is caring for a family member, a friend, a loved one, someone who's in your life that needs help with bathing, dressing, buying groceries, medical appointments. If you do any of those things, you're a caregiver. And how can this program help? Caregiver SOS On Air has information from people who have been caregivers who work with caregivers it can be book authors scientists doctors the latest information on caregiving right here on klup
6: and one of the things we learn from so many folks is they fail to ask for help when they need it
7: well caregivers do need help we don't like to ask for help but we need it and you'll get tips on how to ask for help and how to have a better life as a family caregiver
6: Plus, there's a great website you can go to, caregiversos.org. Caregiver SOS on air,
0: Sundays at 6 p.m. on 930 a.m., The Answer. When it comes to stock market corrections, take this advice. Don't get fooled again. People have lost thousands of their retirement savings again. Robin Hoppus with Big State Financial can show you how to move your money into a safe investment with zero risk and a guaranteed return. Tune into the Big State Financial radio show Saturdays 2 p.m. and Mondays 8 p.m. Or call Robin today, 210-373-6000. That's 210-373-6000. Or go online to bigstatefinancial.com.
8: Whoa, Bill, why are you wearing an apron? Nick, it's time for Genie Lamp Spring Cleaning. Not today, Bill. We've got bathroom wishes to grant because for a limited time anyone can purchase a new Genie Bath System
9: walk-in shower and receive a free vanity plus bathroom flooring. That's a $1,500 value. Or free. At Genie Bath Systems, we convert your old embarrassing bathtub into a luxurious walk-in shower. With all the latest colors and patterns. And a Genie Bath walk-in shower costs 30% less than the competition. And installed weeks faster than conventional remodeling. No more hiding your old, outdated
8: tub behind a shower curtain. Let your new, beautiful walk-in shower with a frameless glass door bring a fresh new look to your bathroom. For a limited time,
9: purchase a new walk-in shower and receive a free vanity
8: plus bathroom flooring. See for yourself. Visit Genie Bath Systems showroom just off of Broadway and Freedom Drive or visit GenieBathSystems.com.
9: Nick, I still need your help cleaning the Genie Lamp. I can't.
8: I wish I could. <laughs> Allergies.
1: Genie Bath Systems. 739-1372. That's 739-1372. Joe Waltz believes it's time
0: to take action. Man, the world better wake up to the fact that Islam has a problem. Every day
6: around the world,
0: Muslims kill innocent people in the name of Islam. You cannot say the same thing about any other religion, about any other faith. Wake up! The Joe Walsh Show, weeknights at 10 on 930 AM. The answer.
2: And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The Answer, Milton Wick, along with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons, and we're talking gardening with you today, Easter Sunday. It's our recorded show we do each Easter. Do we have we? And uh, the nursery's closed today, but uh, you can find out what's going on at the nursery by going to Nursery dot com. You'll find about the. Uh, uh, children's gardening class that's coming up and you'll find about the uh, Fiesta event that they're having there, the little celebration in San Antonio. So go to com. I believe the uh, kids' seminar is not this weekend, but next. Mm-hmm. or not, not next weekend, but the week after. The last weekend of the month is when and some bats. So go to com to find out more about is that. Is that where you get to take a bat home? Um, no, that they you put the string on their foot. They don't do that anymore. They're not doing that this year.
3: You remember they flew, him, flew that one out the window and you know with the string on his it, foot?
2: Yeah, they just they it didn't work. No, it worked fine. It was just the aftermath and oh, so they okay. decided
3: against it. So
2: Anyway, milburger com is where to go to find out more about
3: Nobody that. Nobody got rabies. No,
2: they? no, it was fine. The bat oh, was fine. It okay. was just
3: yeah. Hey,
4: you know it's what? A, uh, butterflies are are flying all over uh town and uh, Milburger's has got all of the best Butterfly nectar plants and and a lot of the caterpillar plants too. They've got uh, of course the zinnias are there now. There's five or six different varieties of zinnias, and they're hard to beat. Miss Flower, also the top one of the top nectar plants, and then a couple kinds of uh, of uh, milkweed, the tropical milkweed, and then the tuberosa, which is one of the native milkweeds with a with a pretty flower. Flame acanthus, uh, they've got that. Uh, so lot, all the salvias, the lantanas, we've seen the hummingbirds. About everything there, the we butterfly. got
3: in Millburgers blooming.
4: Yeah, and then uh, the citrus for our favorite uh, giant swallowtails Yeah, they are there. So, uh, go, again, go to com if you want to find out what are the best butterfly plants. The other option is you just go to Millburgers and look at the new... Butterfly garden certified. That's right. The new certified butterfly garden. That's got all a whole bunch of different plants. That uh, all those I mentioned, plus others that you can choose from. That will will increase the amount of butterflies that are in your landscape. In and, and it's a nice looking garden too.
3: I want to know the certified business. Is that is that registered somewhere? Or, yeah. So or it? I know it's using the plants that that you yeah. recommended and whatever. Um uh, But what what does it mean? It's certified.
4: That just means that the, that the uh, like a National Wildlife Federation or the uh, oh, there's a couple of different organizations. I'm sorry, I've forgotten. That have a of the, list
3: of plants that yeah, go they, in there. Yeah, they have yeah. A,
4: a minimum amount of, of plants that you require, and the cultural practices. Okay. Some some are more demanding than others, and you know you have to have some native plants, and uh, you have to have both. One of the keys is that you have to have both nectar plants and caterpillar plants. Now where uh, do
3: you see th- see that information get that information? Um you, can you go haven't ever put that in the paper, have you? Um no, not about the certification. That's what I mean. Yeah.
4: Parks and wildlife uh Texas Parks and Wildlife also has a certification program. Uh but maybe we should. Maybe That'd we be should.
3: a good article. Yeah, check check that out and oh, all you have to do you say they have a brochure with the th- Yeah,
4: they got uh they've got a... I know Milberger's had a uh, that they got off the uh, printed off the internet had a. Uh, Listing. Here's your, yeah, here's the application you fill out and then oh okay and then had it had text describing what the the minimum requirements so
3: and it's free uh, huh? No. You have to pay to be certified. And you
4: have to pay to be certified. It's free if you're certifiable <laughs> like we are. No, I, I
2: think
3: I think Jerry's interest just <laughs> waned a little
2: bit on certification.
3: <laughs> well, you you could follow the guidelines of certified to be certified and then not officially be. We could make up our own we, certification. Yeah,
4: we certification.
2: we'll we'll certify your garden for half the price. <laughs> <That's right.
4: laughs> Maybe we'll talk our friends at uh, Bear Land Trust into having a certification program or something. Of course you don't want to c- cross parks and wildlife they do a pretty good job on their yeah, certification yeah. and their 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 cost is minimal i mean they that's processing but the one that charles got uh certification from was a little bit more and it depends if you're commercial or if your uh homeowner backyard certification
2: was there anything that they planted that that surprised
4: you or yeah they of course i did a plan and uh One thing they added uh, that I generally don't uh, have—I don't see as a top butterfly attractor—are daylilies. Although some caterpillars like daylilies uh, foliage, so that's just that's one of the neat things about a butterfly garden is that there's so many plants. Jerry used to bring this up all the time. Almost everything that blooms is a nectar producer. But but we've seen we we've really seen in our vantage point on the porch, and ab- in, above all the the annuals and all the perennials, we've seen that uh, depending on what time of the year and what stage of bloom the plants are in, uh, the hummingbirds have different favorites and the butterflies have different favorites. Sometimes the s- different species of butterflies, right. and so different colors of yeah. Sometimes the land are pentas in that. Pentas, they, yes, they are butterfly. Do you? Yeah, pentas are a good butterfly plant. I planted uh, <laughs> uh, pentas, um, and uh, yeah, you're right on the colors, too. That is uh, yeah. interesting. There's been some studies on. Oh yeah, on uh, the, the different colors of some, but zinnias, boy, zinnias are hard to beat. The, those big flower zinnias, they love the mist flower again, milkweeds.
3: Um, Man, that, the milkweed are are doing gangbusters in the wild. Uh, I, I've got uh, my daughter li- lives and son in law live out at Fair Oaks, and there's a <laughs> there's a person that goes through and puts flags by all the milkweeds. One of the ladies out there. Yeah,
4: I bet it's Sue. <laughs>
3: I bet I Bet it's the one we wrote the.
4: Oh, is uh, that right? Yeah, one of the tour people. Could be. Because she was talking about that. Okay. Talking about the milkweed out there, out the Fair Oaks Ranch.
3: And and I mean, it's thick. Is it blooming? Yeah. Is
4: it the white it's little, Yeah. The white one. Okay. Yeah. I was trying to figure out. You know, I planted uh, from that uh, Floresville event that we participated in. Uh, I bought a, every kind of milkweed you could think of from one of those vendors, and uh, I was just wondering which ones were going <coughs> to which ones were going to survive in my landscape. Mm. And uh, I was going to m- just uh, may- maybe we'll do this uh, next weekend. We'll ask for reports on
3: on melting. Well, the I got you know the, the the guy that was giving the talk out there. Yeah. Uh, was giving seed away. Yeah. You know, he gave seed away. I think he, his was tropical, wasn't he? The no, no, his was. his was the. the seed uh, that he gave away?
4: Tuberoso, which is the the that little short native it's got a really nice kind of golden flower.
3: Oh, okay. But anyway, I gave those to uh, one of the volu- one of my volunteers and she said that's that's that germinated really good. Did it?
4: I planted uh some in uh, a raised bed and I haven't it hasn't come up yet. So, okay. But I've got You just saw it right
3: on top of the ground. I just
4: put it right on top of the ground, yeah. I did hoe up the ground and then yeah, it, yeah. and yeah. put it on top. I that do have work. I do have the Remnant plants from last year of the tuberosa, too, those ca- have come up, and then I've some of my tropical uh, milkweed has come up. Uh, so then, and then I have green milkweed and uh, the common that you were talking about, the white flowers and the purple
3: porterweed. Yeah, po- I he's got, a, he's yeah. He's turning
4: into a weed guy. Porterweed is it? That's another good one for butterflies. <laughs> That's that's one that people could get, really get interested in. Milbertus has the red and soon to get the purple. Yeah. In fact, uh <laughs> uh I think I'll probably one I'll soon write an article on it. That's quite that's quite an interesting plant. Yeah.
3: It's uh, where well, it has those little individual blooms.
4: W- would you think b- based on the way um Paul and the native plant enthusiasts, you would think that that was native plant, wouldn't you? At least one of those Yeah. Plant not as close as it gets to it is that uh, there's a blue um porter weed that is native to southern Florida and the Caribbean, but all the rest are from Asia or from south america and
3: there's a So they're real
4: cold sensitive i guess very cold sensitive yeah twenty six degrees. some of them are twenty eight degrees some are twenty six degrees they don't live through it, so they're- an, they are annuals in yeah uh, in our uh climate and so they, they do they can plant those by seed too.
3: They're propagated from by seed. Yeah. Okay.
4: And uh so Florida it's a big landscape plant. But it is it's very a pretty plant. For our listeners out there, if you've never uh grown it or seen it, we used to make fun of Paul mm-hmm. when we talk about <laughs> quarterweed. <clears throat>
3: and uh then yeah. well, nuclear uh, Paul couldn't understand why it wouldn't sell. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They'd have have sales at the botanical garden. And we'd call in. He'd call in to the show. And well, how how things sound? We're we're out of everything but porterweed. So we still have plenty. If you want to come over, yeah, we it, have so. plenty weed. <laughs> well, that's
4: but and it's funny because when Milburgers got the porter weed, it sold like in a weekend. Mm-hmm. But the the times have changed a little bit, and the the sales pitch is much different. Right. Paul's talking about it, about it. saying, here's this strange weed with. <laughs> Snaky stems <laughs> that'll look good in your landscape, and then we're making fun of it. <laughs> when we got this at Millburg, you were saying, here, "Here, here is the high... Nectar. N- yeah, high-potency nectar that yeah. the butterflies love, and everybody's into the butterflies now. So, well, the, of the
3: amazing thing is uh, you have a little bitty flower on a long stem, and it, it doesn't bloom a bouquet of, of flowers. It just has one... Singular flower, but there's always a butterfly hanging on that. Yeah, thing.
4: and there's lots of stems. It's really an yeah. pretty attractive, especially if you give I it. Did you
3: a, the red one last I year? I had red
4: and the purple, and if you gave them enough room, they, they had this nice weeping look with lots of lots of those stems of just a few flowers on each stem, but oh, yeah. lots of stems, and they all had the flowers. And you're right; once the butterflies found them, they were just covered <laughs> with butterflies. So. That's, that's fun. It's fun. Uh, it's an added dimension uh, to gardening. We're lucky here in the South Texas, Central Texas area. We've got all the those different bird species, and then we've mm-hmm. got all the, lots and lots of butterfly species, too. You can go out there and <coughs> most landscapes if you've got a lot of blooming plants and some of these uh, caterpillar plants. I mean, you could easily get 25, 26 species of butterflies yeah. out there. And
2: I want to complain about the birds. Yeah. I was attacked by one today.
4: Uh-oh. Oh, okay. Mexican eagle? <laughs> no.
2: Um, Mockingbird? Yeah. It was, I was walking down the uh, the sidewalk, and all of a sudden I felt something tap me on the shoulder.
3: Oh, no. Really?
2: And, uh, yeah, so I turned around, and I saw it fluttering off. And I went, did that just, did it just hit me? And uh, so I just, that uh, It
4: must be nesting there. Huh? Yeah,
2: that's, I guess so. And so I kept walking. And sure enough, about ten seconds later, boom, it popped me and then flew off. so I remembered my training, and I kind of walked backwards looking at it, and it didn't bother me anymore. I read that in a
4: book so they'll do the, they'll do the same thing to uh the dog that you did dogs think. and cats oh. cats even
3: yeah if they'
4: they were not afraid he was mean well, I did a I did one of those.
3: I, I usually train them not to do that with a tennis <laughs> racket. <laughs> is that right? That you always happen to have with yeah, you? Yeah. Well, okay. I'll go get it. Oh, get ooh,
2: okay. I was willing to let bygones and be bygones. Speak, speak to them a little bit. Yeah. I, I was willing to let them go.
4: <laughs> I was watching the two uh, young Westies we have, and they had squirreled a tree. A, a, a tree to squirrel. <laughs> in a little Brazil tree, which is only about as tall as this uh, studio's uh Roof here, and so I got my little pole out, and I was going to go and, and I saw the squirrel up there, so I was going to knock knock it down. Uh huh. Except what do you think I accidentally knocked down? The doves had nested in there. Oh no! So down came these two half-grown doves. Oh. And the and the uh, Westies thought they were in hog heaven there. You know, there's birds for they they line. ate them, didn't they? No, right? they. Actually, it surprised me because yeah, when they, they ate them, they uh, come on. Kevin. I was able to catch them both without the dogs getting them. They, they it was kind of like a, you know, they they looked at them in surprise. They didn't, weren't sure what they were yeah. supposed to do with them, and and uh, so I was able to put them back up in the tree. But I said, gosh, that little teeny tree right by my shed, and I'd never seen that yeah. nest there.
2: Do you have to be careful that they don't – what is the thing? If you touch them, they'll be rejected? No,
4: I think that's a lot – that's not as – if they get knocked, it depends on how old they are and and, uh, whether they get back. But generally, the best thing is to try to get them back into the tree close to the nest, and then you've got some chance that the parents can take care of them. The doves are especially not really – uh affected by humans oh okay okay i mean all you got to do is go in a typical backyard here with the it's got white-winged doves they're everywhere and uh they're 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 as bad as the squirrels you know on the westies could be three feet away from them and they just you
3: know what you call a little dove squab oh that's what you eat
2: on that note, we're going to take a quick break and come back in just a moment. You're Star listening to, <laughs> <laughs> to Millburgers Gardening South Texas with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons. I'm Milton Glick, and the nursery's closed today, so uh, come on back tomorrow and visit with them at 1604 on boulevardy Road. Go to nursery.com to learn about all the activities that are going up. And when you come by, uh, be sure to pick up your Fiesta medal from Millburgers. Just $7 and proceeds benefit the Salvation Army. We'll take a break. Come back in a moment on 930 a.m., The Answer. 930
0: a.m., The Answer. Answer.
2: Hey, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 and Boulverty Road. First off, before I do anything else on behalf of the nursery, I want to wish you and your family a wonderful Easter holiday. Millburgers will be closed on Easter so that their employees can celebrate with their families on Easter. So, Easter Sunday, don't come to Millburgers, but when you come to Millburgers any other day, that's right, you're going to find some sales this week, like one of my favorites August beauty gardenias are on sale they're beautiful compact shrubs with fragrant white flowers they're hearty and they're on sale for just fourteen eighty eight in the three gallon container. everybody likes Boston fern hanging baskets and this the 10 inch hanging basket is on sale for just twelve eighty eight this week you'll find tropical hibiscus on sale that's right just sixteen eighty eight in the three gallon container It's probably time to fertilize your lawn and you'll find milberger's premium lawn and garden fertilizer on sale sale of the 40 pound bag just 1988 you'll find these and more at Millberger's landscape nursery 1604 on bull 40 road Hugh hewitt is fed up with the mainstream media and trump
9: i was a reluctant trump voter i am happy to tell you when i think he does something bad but listen to my friends in the mainstream media when he gets results don't deny them don't be trump deniers trump achievement deniers are out there And he's actually kicking NATO's butt to get in the game. The
0: Hugh Hewitt Show, weekday mornings at 5, right before Mike Gallagher at 8, on 9.30 a.m the answer. DeWitt Plant Fabrics are the number one
1: choice of lawn care professionals and consumers. DeWitt's high performance quality products save time and are environmentally safe for responsible homeowners. DeWitt Pro 5 Seed Barrier, the industry's best needle punched polypropylene fabric designed for the homeowner who demands professional quality products. Pro 5 Weed Barrier conserves soil moisture, increases growth, and prevents unwanted weeds from germinating. Pro 5 is a non-chemical environmentally sound form of weed control, allowing air water and nutrients to pass through which equates to no use of chemicals to eliminate weeds with this permeable landscape fabric air passes through preventing soil suffocation and is sustainable to grow healthy plants the needle punch material allows water and nutrients to slowly seep through while preventing all weeds from growing it is the ideal product for weed control under rocks mulch and soil pro 5 weed barrier is available at millberger's nursery in many different sizes Next time you're at Millburgers, ask for DeWitt Pro 5 Weed Barrier. Here's the phrase of the day, opportunity cost.
6: Opportunity cost is when you missed out on something great because you chose something mediocre. Hi, Larry Elder here. The stock market is up, but you've been in cash because somebody told you it was going to crash. Stop listening to doomsayers. They may be costing you thousands of dollars of potential growth on your money. Call Pax Financial Group, a local advisory firm, at 210-881-5700 to help ease you back into investing. PaxFinancialGroup.com, 210-881-5700. Securities offered through LPL Financial member FINRA SIPC. And now, a word from Bob
1: Jenkins of Bob Jenkins Pest and Lawn Services. Hi, I'm Bob Jenkins of Bob Jenkins Pest and Lawn Services. And we at Bob Jenkins say safety is our first concern. As stewards of the environment, we believe in protecting the ecosystem by defending and protecting your home from pests and keeping your lawn healthy and weed-free.
6: Wait a minute. I'm Bob Jenkins of Bob Jenkins Pest and Lawn Services, and we take pride in our customer service and have for over 30 years. It's no wonder we at Bob Jenkins have won the Super Service Award 10 years in a row. I'm sorry, but I'm Bob Jenkins of Bob Jenkins Pest and Lawn Services. When you call me, Bob Jenkins, we'll find and fix the problem you're having. If it's rodents, insects, stinging bugs, or if you need help killing weeds and bringing your lawn back to life, call Bob Jenkins Pest and Lawn Services today and get $20 off your initial pest control service and ask about the mosquito treatment special. 210-979-Pest.jenkinspest.com. I'm Bob Jenkins and I approve of this message.
2: And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 a.m. The answer, we'll get to your okra question, Calvin, in just a sec. Do you want to hear any music? You mentioned music. I've got two tunes yeah, ready to go. I'll you go want go to introduce sure. her? It's
4: Easter. Yeah. And are, we have a tradition of uh, playing some music. This this show, we just got kind of got involved in this gardening and horticulture I know. Stuff <laughs> And we so, forgot about our music.
2: So you want to hear the traditional tune first or the humorous? Speaking of treating things.
4: Uh, oh, gosh. Can, can I? Yeah, I love, yeah. I love that song. Okay. So what, what, which one should we? Maybe we could do that one first, and then we could finish with the more traditional. Well, okay,
2: I like that idea. All right, so this is, this is one of Calvin's favorites. Uh, it's Ray Stevens, and it's Mississippi Squirrel Revival.
10: I was a kid, I'd take a trip every summer down to Mississippi to visit my granny and her antebellum world. I'd run barefooted all day long, climbing trees free as a song. One day I happened to catch myself a squirrel. Well, I stuffed him down in an old shoebox and punched a couple holes in the top. When Sunday came, I snuck him into church. I was sitting way back in the very last pew Showing him to my good buddy Hugh When that squirrel got loose and went totally berserk But well, what happened next is hard to tell Some thought it was heaven, others thought it was hell But the fact that something was among us was plain to see As the choir sang, I surrender all The squirrel run up Harv Newland's coveralls And Harv leaped to his feet and said, something's got a hold on me yeah! The day the squirrel went berserk In the first church In that sleepy little town of Castagula Castagula. It was a fight for survival That broke out in revival They were jumping pews and shouting Hallelujah Hallelujah. Well, Harv hit the aisles dancing and screaming Some thought he had religion Others thought he had a demon And Harv thought he had a weed eater loose In his fruit and the blooms He fell to his knees to plead and beg And the squirrel ran out of his bridge's leg Unobserved to the other side of the room. All the way down to the Amen view, where sat Sister Bertha better than you, who'd been watching all the commotion with sadistic glee. you should have seen the look in her eyes when that squirrel jumped her garters and crossed her thighs, and she jumped to her feet and said, Lord, have mercy on me! As the squirrel made lamps inside her dress, she began to cry, and then to confess to sins that would make a sailor blush with shame. She told of gossip and church dissension, but the thing that got the most attention was when she talked about her love life. And then she started naming names. The day the squirrel went desert in the first Baptist church in that sleepy little town of Baskadoola. It was a fight for survival that broke out in the Bible. They were jumping pews and shouting, and the pastor got saved and $25,000 got raised and 50 volunteered for missions in the Congo on the spot and even without an invitation there were at least 500 rededications and we all got rebaptized whether we needed it or not now you've heard the bible story i guess how he parted the waters for moses to pass all oh, the miracles god has wrought in this old world but the one I'll remember till my dying day Is how he put that church back on the narrow way With a half-crazed Mississippi squirrel The day the squirrel went berserk In the 1st Baptist church In that sleepy little town of Pascagoula. Pascagoula It was a fight for survival That broke out in revival They were jumping pews and shouting Hallelujah!
2: And you're listening to Millburgers Gardening South says on 930 a.m., The Answer.
4: Charles may not want to claim that. <laughs> yeah, I
2: know. He may not want to after that, but I can tell you like that song. You're just smiling the whole time.
4: Yeah. but <laughs> well, we transitioned into it so well with our squirrel talk. Yeah, exactly. Our, yeah, and then it's Easter, you know, and it's, I guess, roughly related to <laughs> a religious experience.
2: All right. So did you want to ask about okra?
4: Uh, yeah, it was just uh, Jerry and I were just talking about uh Time, uh, waiting for the t- time to plant okra, and uh, okra needs warm weather. And so I was wondering if Jerry was recommending that we go ahead and go ahead and plant okra by seed. There's transplants also.
3: Yeah, we we usually wait to May, uh, and we usually usually have a. I'm not even going to mention it because I, <coughs> I <don't know> <coughs> We have Oscar okra. Uh uh-huh. yeah. You'd have that for seed, and uh, Jack Hoover packages all that up. But I, I might like might we ran out of Oscar or
4: something. Oh, I'm in trouble. I mentioned it in my article yesterday.
3: <laughs> <laughs> At Fred Milburn?
4: No, no. I said, uh, I said that sometimes you can find local Oscar seed. Around, okay, okay. But uh, you know, without I'll have any to,
3: to I'll have to check with Jack on that.
4: Yeah, but so but there's. I mentioned, the fact, that there's some, some varieties that can be 12, 14 feet tall. I didn't believe it when Jerry said it, and I planted <laughs> this one, and I, I, I swear I was going to get the ladder out. Is wrote. that the
3: Becks Big? or? Yeah. That's one of them. The, the, the Longhorn is another one.
4: But the Oscar is really have six, it's seven mannerly. Feet. Yeah, It's seven, mannerly. Yeah, seven feet and lots, lots of okra. So that's a good one. Uh Clemson spineless mm-hmm. so, and the seed racks and transplants work fine too.
3: And they got some red ones now too. Some dwarf yeah, ones and good. red ones and all sorts of... They've done a lot of good things with but That red one is pretty.
4: And it's also...
3: Well, man, that's on the seed rack. I unchecked.
4: Yeah. Lots of different peppers too. Hot peppers and uh, and all the mild peppers including the banana and the big green, green peppers that you can stuff. I always... As we talked about last week, and uh, I always find the banana peppers easier to grow, and productively produce quickly, and over a long season. Sometimes the green peppers can be a little unpredictable here in San Antonio area. So. But uh, and there's some tamayals. At least the last time we checked, was yeah, that
3: was, that was good to know. Jalapenos. Uh, they must store. have found a seed source of those somewhere. Yeah,
4: and then lots and lots of different kinds of. Hot peppers, and they keep threatening to get the ghost peppers.
2: Uh oh. Yeah, they had transplants last (laughs) year, the ghost peppers.
4: Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but
3: they're there. Seems like that. We talked about ghost peppers. They need a little heat. I mean, oh, it's a little too soon? Weather. Okay. So they'll have them later, I'm sure.
4: We talked about ghost peppers last year almost as much as we've talked about onions this year. People are
2: excited. I think it's so funny. I don't know if it's you or Jerry. Was saying that they don't want to eat them; <laughs> they just want to grow them. Yeah. And you you, that you said can. that. I think you were yeah. like you asked them, what, "What are you going to do with them?"
3: Oh, nothing. I just <laughs> want to grow them. Yeah. But, but they are, they always have to taste them, you know. Oh, you do when they really? When you grow them, they probably they probably don't tell what happens when they when they taste them. yeah
4: Well, you we haven't talked about your experience on TV when you're well, I guess it was the.
3: Gary DeLon.
4: Gary DeLon, Yeah, that uh,
3: Channel Five
4: always thought of himself, characterized himself as as loving the hot peppers and yeah, and,
3: <laughs> <laughs> and, <laughs> and we had a, we had a planting of uh, Doctor Ben Villian, who's the Doctor Pepper of of Texas, and uh, I had, we had some planted out at out at Verstraten Farm. I'll never forget it and. Gary Delon wanted to do a a show on it because we were going to have the the, uh, Texas Pepper Foundation meeting or Texas Pepper Association Association meeting, and uh, so Delon wouldn't listen. He would, you know, you know how these prima donna TV people are, and so uh, I told her, I said, "There's very mild peppers out there. There's sweet peppers out there, and there's hot as hell peppers out there." And I said, "Don't, don't do your stand-up and uh, don't do anything funny until I get there." And uh, Delon had to. <laughs> he had, had. He we're in a hurry. i I know. I know what to do. You know. I don't need you to show me which uh-huh. peppers to use. People. People always say I. I did it on purpose, but I wasn't even there when he did it. <laughs> and, uh, and uh, that fool re- reached over and grabbed one of those peppers and. Yeah, just uh, cut it in half, ate it in half, ate half of it, and it was a hot one. <laughs> and his photographer, Rex, uh, Rex Stanley, I think his last name was, uh, uh, kept kept the, kept the <laughs> film running. running. Yeah, kept the, keep the kept the film running, and uh, and uh, he he got a close up of Gary law and his eyes were. You know, he he made his b- big eyes; uh, his eyes got big, and tears started running <laughs> down his face. And he dived in and got his Dr. Pepper that he'd set in the in the plant. But uh, you want to be careful with who. Now, how does he Gary does tell stuff. that
2: story? Does Gary tell it the same way you do, or
3: uh, we got it on film? I that's mean, true. Uh, he we got it on okay. video, so all right. He pretty well has to admit that uh, that's the <laughs> way it happened. To him. Uh, <laughs> I think Dr. Sam Cotner was out there and told him which ones to. Now, Sam might have done it on purpose. But, uh, uh, yeah, Sam was out there and everybody got a kick out of Gary DeLon diving for that Dr. Pepper. Poor Gary. Yeah, he
4: deserved it. <laughs> well, if you like jalapenos, though, and you've never tried that Tam Mild, uh, try, try that. That's It's got that good taste of the jalapenos, the distinctive taste. And, and uh, even a minnesotan like me he can deal with the, the yeah it's got enough heat to uh be a jalapeno but it's uh, yeah. n- not going to knock <laughs> you over or make you cry like Gary yeah does. we
3: we got a new uh we've had it for a couple of years a new jumbo jalapeno on the market but it's hot oh it's a number oh
4: okay cuz they had something that they'd co- I don't remember if there was a no, they, they called Jumbo. They yeah, had some plants. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that Milburgers. I don't know if they still do.
2: And somebody mentioned growing a Nolo pepper. It was the no heat. It was that they were trying to be clever with the name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no load? Nolo. 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 And some jalapeno. You
3: where? 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 So one of our where,
2: listeners called in. he bought it. It was a Bonnie. Oh, that's right. It that's was a right, Bonnie that's uh, right. thing. So. That's
3: right, Bonnie plant. Yeah,
2: thing. I'll I'll look it up again. Uh, let's see. Well, what else? we got about a minute before we go into. We're going to end it with your song, Calvin. You get one more song, so we'll end it with Easter Parade. What else uh, do we have? In are, you,
3: are you getting the feedback I am on the on this uh, medal, in, t- in case Charles is listening?
2: What kind of feedback the, are you getting?
3: The, the people are demanding that next year that we be on the medal. Yeah, I've seen
2: sure. several emails to that effect. Uh, That's exactly oh, right.
3: It's, it's the uh, demand is overwhelming.
2: Yeah, I don't. I haven't told him yet because I yeah, don't want to upset he him. He probably
3: thinks we're making this up.
2: Probably, but you know, uh,
3: you I mean, can't
2: deny him that many people are emailing. Uh,
3: I know, it. to... and it it would be a unique medal. Yeah, you know, just us three on there, the three amigos on the. There you go. It might problem. even
4: be one of those t- top prize winners. That you know, they have.
3: Oh yeah. Oh, do they have
4: prizes? Oh, yeah, they do. I would but almost
2: I, guarantee I, I was,
4: it. Yeah, I was getting. I was getting emails. <laughs> I'm getting emails from organization seeing that they're they've made the first few cuts and they need my
3: vote. Oh. Oh, is that right? Well, yeah.
2: you would certainly vote for us. <laughs> so there, we got we got Calvin in the well, back. We can
3: have our listeners vote for him. Yeah,
2: all right. We'll have to uh we'll have to work on Charles a little uh, more.
3: I, I, it's going to take a while, I think.
2: All right, well, we're going to wrap up for today with one of Calvin's favorites. He chooses this this year. We we actually have in the system this year, so we're okay. Uh, But we're going to say wish you and your family a very happy Easter. Millburgers is open again tomorrow. And so on behalf of the docs, thank you very much for listening, and have a wonderful Easter.
11: never saw you look quite so pretty before. I never saw you dress quite so handsome, what's more, I could hardly wait to keep our days this lovely Easter morning, and my heart beat fast as I came through the door.
10: The photographers will snap us and you'll mind that you're in the road of your